You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 140. Don't worry about 20 different things. Don't worry about five different things. Don't worry about three. Just choose one. What's the most important thing you can do for that month, for that week, for that day? And do just that. Only that. And just become good at it. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. brought to you by Investor Grit. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I am super excited to be with you today. I will be hosting this podcast episode and today we have a rock star rhino that is just recently joined the tribe and he is not new to the real estate game. He got into real estate about 2009. He's right here in my own backyard, right out of Salt Lake City and I'm excited to have him because he has a different perspective. There's so many people that they want to find deals that they can fix and flip. And so they want to be able to find these deeply discounted properties. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. So for those listening for the first time, we talk about something called wholesaling. Wholesaling is simply the art of finding deeply discounted properties. But there's so many different exit strategies. You can simply assign them to other investors and make a little profit. Or what our guest is going to talk about today is how he finds these deeply discounted properties, but he loves doing some of these fix and flips as well himself. So he's going to talk about how he uses wholesaling in his business, how much money he's been able to generate because of it. And I'm super excited. So today we have Sean Brinkerhoff. He's out of Utah. He's married, has three kids, mainly flipping houses, but I'm sure he's getting more and more swayed to do a lot more wholesaling without the fix and flip. Uh, Joined the tribe about six months ago, and he has in those six months, already done seven deals. And so we're going to talk a little bit about his success that he has found so far. And I want each of you to take time to write down a gold nugget where you can take massive action once you're done listening to the episode. So Mr. Sean Brinkerhoff, how the heck are you, brother? I'm doing good, Cody. Thank you so much. appreciate the uh, introduction. Um, uh, Definitely enjoy flipping and enjoy the tribe and what you guys do. So it's a I'm pretty excited about this. So kind of give me a nutshell. I am so glad you're on this show because here we have so many people that have some background roots in fix and flipping and they really love it and they're successful. And that is the case for you. You've found success. You've been able to fix and flip homes. You've been doing it since 09 and you've been good at it and making money at it. And so wholesaling to you was simply just a, another way to just go out and find the deal and not so much pay the wholesalers for it, but that you're actually now finding the deal and you're able to essentially capitalize on the money that the wholesalers are making and on top of that, make some money on doing the actual rehab. Is that kind of a, a just of what you do? Yeah, for sure. I needed to be able to keep finding properties and nowadays people are willing to spend a lot more money for flips than we're able to because of companies like you guys coming out and teaching people how to actually maximize a <laughs> deal that they find, you know, and because you guys are so good at doing it, it makes it difficult for us flippers, right? So what do we have to do? We have to join the ranks of 
the tribe. I love or, it. Uh, I get, love it. Or we get trampled. You're right. <laughs> That's right. So you've been good at this, though. You've done this. You've got a great background. Is it something that you still like to do, the fix and flip, just because it's something that you really love to do? Or is it something that you've been slowly transitioning straight into where you want to do just more wholesaling, less flipping? What does that look like? Well, to be completely honest, the biggest reason why I'm kind of getting out, or I shouldn't say getting out of flips because I'm still doing flips, but me personally going in and doing it is that I found that my body just wasn't what it was. You know, when I was younger, I was getting out there and when I get out there and work, I spend a lot of time and I spend a lot of energy and I'm not the guy that just walks around. I'm running, just really getting it done. And I remember one day I literally broke down crying to my wife because I couldn't even kneel down. I was having a hard time and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to wrestle with my boy. I'm not going to be able to do this stuff because I'm breaking my body. And it hit me that I have to make a change. And so because of that, I've been in the process of continually learning and trying to understand how to better find the property so that you can make the money easier, you know? I love it. I love it. And such a powerful why. I think there's so many people that they can connect to exactly that story. Before I did insurance, I was actually a general contractor and I worked for my dad's company and it was the same thing. Like you come home with these different pains that every year that you're getting older, you're just like, oh man, I don't remember that pain last year. Like you'd find different pains and what a powerful moment to have that realization. Like, hey, I love wrestling with the kids. I don't want to be able to say, hey, don't wrestle with dad, dad's sore. So what a powerful moment. And ultimately what's driving you to actually find success. Like I'm intrigued by this. You're in here in Utah. You know as well as I do, there's other big wholesaling companies out there, but it doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop you from finding deals. You're still finding deals and two particular deals where you're able to, I guess what you do is kind of uh, from what we we're talking about beforehand so they can understand it. You basically have a wholesaling company and a flipping company. And so you wholesale properties to your flipping company. And so you kind of keep them separate. But just on two particular deals that you're talking about, how you were able to do a $22,000 assignment out of two deals alone, and then still above that, you're going to be making money on doing the actual rehab, fix and flip and put on the market. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And when I wholesale it to my company, I don't wholesale it to where there's no room. So there's still, you know, 20, 25, 30 grand in the flip, you know, so it's still a good amount of money. That's awesome. So let's talk about this. Let's deep dive the one that we're going to talk about, maybe the bigger of the two assignments looking at it. I don't want to share numbers off the hand. So we're going through off of just what we talked about before we started the podcast. Let's talk about the bigger of the two assignments of that $22,000. And let's deep dive that deal right from the get go so that we can literally cut down right to the meat potatoes so that our listeners can understand and find some value from this podcast and a gold nugget from this podcast that they can implement today. So let's break it down. Where are you marketing for this one deal? It was the bigger of the assignments. And I know that's kind of being vague right now. And I think you know assignment I'm talking about, but that way you can keep it for the end on really how much you made on one assignment. Where were you looking? Is this something that you're doing through direct mails? Is something you're doing through like where people Google you and find you? What does that look like? So this particular deal was actually found from a bandit sign that we posted up in Ogden. Uh huh. Tell the listeners, what is a bandit sign? For those that are new listening, break it down so granular. What is a bandit sign? 
drive anywhere in Utah and you'll see them all over. But it's no, <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> but it's just a sign on the side of the road, just those yellow signs that say we buy houses, fast cash. And then it just puts a phone number. And then that phone number just goes into your call rail or whatever you've got set up to be able to take that call and then receive a message from it. You don't answer those calls live because sometimes you get police officers and other people calling you and whatever, because if you're not following the rules, yeah, you kind of, sometimes that gets in the way, but uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So um, if you go by the rules and you find out that your city allows you to do these bandit signs, essentially what you're saying you can do is put out maybe some kind of, I don't want to say cardboard, but like a nice firm sign they made out of like a corrugated plastic or something. And the simple message, we buy homes cash. Do you put your name and then a phone number or just the phone number? No, we'll keep it simple. Just we buy houses fast cash okay. or something like that. You yeah. know, I mean, there's there's some other things you can say with it, but you want to keep it really simple and then just put a phone number that's not connected to your cell phone. You don't want that. But just it has a, a you can even do a Google phone number. It's real simple. A Google, a Google phone number. Uh-huh. And that phone number will be directed to your phone and you can take the calls live. Or I think for those ones, it's better because you kind of get some random people calling for uh-huh. whatever. Right? It's on the side of the road. So, But what's cool about those signs, about the bandit signs, is when people call those signs, there's normally not very much competition, you know, because they're not like, oh, you're one of 10 mailers that I got and I just happened to pick up your mailer, you know. Interesting. Um, so you're finding out generally- also with the bandit sign, not only is it been effective for you, but it's also been where there's less competition involved because you're not in the mix of all the mail pieces. Correct. Yeah. I mean, whenever we go on the bandit calls, uh-huh. uh, we have nobody else there. Nobody else is involved. And it's just us are going in and we're, you know, because here in Utah, that's why I've lost so many deals from and actually I didn't tell. I was telling Cody earlier that I lost a lot of deals just because I wasn't about getting it out of contract. I had it verbally under contract and I just pushed it off for one reason or another and ended up that somebody else came in there and swooped it from me and got, you know, in the last six months, I should have had an additional 100000 just in wholesaling fees, but wow, I wasn't quick enough. And I, hey, but you learned something. You learned something. <laughs> this last time, Cody, I got so mad because... I had it. I was going to meet the lady and get it under contract for ninety nine thousand. And I was literally getting in my car. I got a phone call from the guy that referred me to this lady, and it's a roofer. And he calls me and he says, "Hey, Sean, are you aware of the roof?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I saw it. And I, I mean, it looked fine." He's like, "No, he's like, that's a full rip off, and you're gonna have to just totally take it off, and it's gonna be about twelve, thirteen thousand dollars." And when I was talking to the lady. I didn't pay attention to the house as much as I should because normally I'm about the seller. I'm meeting the seller. I'm talking to her. I'm not worried about all this other stuff. So it got this doubt in my head. And I'm a flipper and I should know that this is stupid. But (laughs) this is a good point, real. Here's a nugget for you. If you want something subconsciously to get in the way, something will always get in the way. It doesn't matter what experience or what you do. If you want something to get in the way, it will. I promise you. Anyway, so, so valuable, so valuable. So then this so little thing got in the short, way. Well, yeah, yes, what happened? I, I didn't go to the appointment. I didn't go meet her because I said, let me go over and take a look at the house again. So I go back to the house. Meanwhile, she's like, well, God, I thought I was giving you a fair deal. So she calls a, another wholesale company 
in Utah here. And before he even goes there, he sends somebody to record a video. They record a video, and then he gets a contract with her for 105. I had it at 99 for 105. He wholesaled it for 115, and it was all done within a week. And wow, wow! I, so just speed I, of implementation—that hold up cost you sixteen thousand dollars. Sixteen grand, right oh. there. And it, was, and it was mine, Cody. Like I was going to meet her, and she loves me, and she wanted me to do this. And like this is like she even told me, Sean, I want you to do this. But oh, and it was going to be a seller finance too, Cody. Oh and, my goodness, Sean, this is getting too good to be true. So tell me, so on, here's all these learning experiences going on, but here's the thing I want our listeners to learn is A, speed of implementation, how powerful and important that is, and to just move forward, take some action. And secondly, sometimes when we overthink things and start getting to this analysis paralysis, it starts to just nip at us. And so there is a good learning curve here. So let's kind of now go back to this voicemail that came in. You say you have a voicemail that's probably simply like, hey, if you're interested in selling your home, leave your name, number, and complete address, and I'll get back to you. So someone called on this bandit sign. They end up leaving a message. What did that look like now when you reached out to them? Were they someone that left a full message, a detailed message? Did they really sound motivated? What did that look like? I wouldn't say they sounded like super motivated, but she had the wife ended up having some health problems, so she needed to move to a – I guess it was some allergies went in the home or something because there was a leak in the basement that was coming in and they didn't know how to fix it. And it's from the outside from the foundation. And so we just need to redirect water and anyway, blah, blah, blah. So she just needed to move and they were very motivated in that fact, but it was something that they could a little bit of time and they didn't need to rush out and do. But what we were able to do is go in there and even though it wasn't what they wanted to get, they wanted to get like 150 and we ended up buying it for 130 and we were able to close when they wanted. And it's kind of cool too, because they ended up finding a house in Heber city, which is, was very like right by where they wanted to move by her, their daughter uh-huh. to be able to help her out. And they found a house right by her and it came on the market and the agent says like, no way you're going to find a house in this short amount of time in this neighborhood because they go so quick. And anyway, it came so together because we came there and we were able to give them a quick solution and we gave them some time to be able to make that happen. They had the freedom to be able to say, okay, this is when we need to close. This is when we need to make this happen. And they were able to get everything in line so they could just go from one house to another. So it just worked out really good. Well, Sean, here's what I love about what you're saying. And for everyone listening, this is something worth noting and jotting down is the fact that there's so many times we'll come across properties. And I want you to know this as you're listening to people. And so many times we tell ourselves like, there's no way we'll get a home at a discount. Why would someone want to sell at a discount? It's because listen to how many things Sean said that he was able to provide that was a great service that meant more to them than money. And so he was able to provide cash, a quick offer to close. He was able to provide time, take time after we close. If you still need time to move, that's great. Go do it. He was able to provide that convenience, that speed, that way to make it so easy for them to make this move and this decision that much easier for them. And people are willing to sacrifice some of the money or equity that may be in their home 
for the fact that it was speed, it was convenient, it was all the other things that they were looking for in the deal. Sean was able to provide that and he was able to get a home now at a deep discount. Now, with that being said, Sean, you put this home under contract. You ultimately assigned this to your flipping company, right? This wasn't something you sent out to cash buyers, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's actually something that for some reason there's a fair for me. I don't know why to actually put my buyer's list to use to actually try it. And so I've always just wholesaled it to my company. And that's where I think I've lost some of the deals is I just haven't given it a shot. I listened to the last podcast that you put on Cody and I don't remember what it was, but basically what you were saying is be prepared for what is going to be coming. I can't remember how you said it, but anyway, be prepared for what's coming and do practice that thing, like get familiar with it. And I wasn't familiar as I needed to be with the process of Uh taking a wholesale deal, putting it to the buyers. And so because I'm not comfortable with it, I just kind of go back to comfort, (laughs) you know, and it's fighting me for sure. It's been me a lot, you know? So, but ultimately here's the thing. You're also a guy that's able to call yourself out and say, Hey, I need to get better. I want to do something better. And you take action. This is the best part is 2018. You have a whole brand new year ahead of you to now take different action. That's going to allow you to accomplish what you want to accomplish And that's the best part is you're learning from it. You're getting stronger and better from it. And it could be simply that you're so busy with some of these fix and flips that it allows, it also distracts you from staying consistently busy, just doing wholesaling and some of the easier stuff. And so I think just from talking to you though, and and we talk even not just here on podcasts, but we talk in person because we're here, right? You're here in the, in the same state and you're a guy that's willing to learn and willing to make the shifts and changes. And I see nothing but a bright future for you just because you will make those shifts. So going back to that deal though, you wholesale it to yourself. Ultimately, you said you're going to make about 25,000 on the fix and flip, the rehab when you sell it. But what were you able to assign it to yourself for in a fair amount so that you still were able to make money on your flipping side? It was 15,000. Good gravy. And Sean, you know what's coming up. Hold on one sec. All right, so we've got the victory bell. I, I got my own. Mine's a little loud, though. <laughs> that sounds like it came off a reindeer. What was that? I know. So I bought <laughs> I bought this, and that's why I was – anyway, I bought this uh, bell, and it's so loud. But I'm getting it. You guys are sending me a, uh, a, a victory, victory bell. bell. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm super excited about it because you do this in my small office, and it, like – breaks your eardrums and <laughs> you almost have to just like put ear earmuffs in your ear before you even ring it but uh, uh anyway <laughs> let everyone hear the victory my friend so fifteen thousand dollars guys each of you rhino nation listening today fifteen thousand dollars he was able to assign it to himself now i know this is a little bit different than what you're typically hearing on our podcast but here's the best part he's still gonna make another twenty five thousand over and above that assignment because he's doing the fix and flip so there's different exit strategies i'm not saying you have to assign it and nor do we just push people to just say assign 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 that's the way i like it because i just like in and out super smooth super easy but sean has found a niche to be able to find the deals now over and over again, simply assign it to his flipping company and then still make money on the flipping side. And so he's double dipping. There's none of that middleman pain anymore. So even fix and flip people that are listening right now that do rehabs, 
it is still so crucial to find the deal and not just pay the high assignments to other wholesalers. You can find these deals and now your business will be that much better just like Sean's taken off. And I have a feeling, Sean, my friend, that you're probably going to start leaning more towards wholesaling than even fixing and flipping in their future. <laughs> you know, and actually, I, for sure I am, but the way I'm going to do flips is differently now because there's so many people who are hungry to do flips. That's actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to help other people get into houses and we're going to partner together, but they're going to take the responsibility and they're going to put up the fix-up money. And uh, But I'm going to help them and teach them how to do flips properly, help them understand what to do, what not to do, just help them with all my experience and knowledge because that experience and knowledge that I have, I've been on hundreds of houses and I don't know how, I really need to figure it out, but well over a hundred, I've literally done a ton of the work myself and I know the problems. And so for me just to throw that away, I don't know if that makes sense, but if I start flipping with other people and give them a chance to shine give them a chance to actually do something that they're so fearful to do, then that's where I can really help. Because even though this is another nugget, Cody, right here, even though I had flipped probably close to about 100 deals by the time I bought my own, my first deal by myself without my partner, I was so nervous and I was so afraid and I almost didn't buy it. Ended up making, I should have made 40000 on it on a flip but I ended up making 30 because the appraisal came in 10,000 less than what multiple people were willing to buy it for. Sure. So, and that's the thing that you get into, right? Appraisal issues. But anyway, $30,000 and I was so afraid and it's something that I do every single day. <laughs> Why? Because it's, I'm finding the money. I'm finding the rehab costs. I'm, you know what I mean? Like sure. another whole level. And so, it's something that is very difficult. And that's what's cool about you guys is you kind of take that and you soften the difficulty of it. You soften what it looks like. You help explain, you create the process and you help people visualize and see it even before it happens. You know, I love it. I love it. Well, Sean, I know you're a man of learning. I would love a value nugget to each and every listener out there of a book that you would recommend that if you were to recommend your number one book right now in your life, what would that number one book be that you'd recommend to everyone on listening on the podcast today? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because I'm looking at my arsenal right now and I'm just thinking of all the different nuggets that are in there. But going off of kind of what Tom Crawl was saying on this last conference there in Florida, he was saying, just take one thing from this conference and implement it and become good at that. And that's something that if we had more time, I could explain all the different wastes of money I did because I didn't (laughs) focus on one thing. And anyway, so there's a book. It's by Keller. Gary Keller. Yeah, Gary Keller. And it's just called The One Thing. And it's real simple in the fact that it just tells you, don't worry about 20 different things. Don't worry about five different things. Don't worry about three just choose one. What's the most important thing you can do for that month, for that week, for that day? And do just that. Only that. Love and it. just become good at it. And that's so anyway, that's something that I would definitely recommend to anybody. I love it. So Gary Keller, the one thing, and that is one of my favorites. It's in my arsenal too. So that's a good book to read. And it is. It's so crucial that you focus on one thing. Well, Sean, my man, I can tell you there's many people out there that are listening to this podcast today that 
your story resonated with them. It's, it helped them understand that they can make more money, even if they're just fixing and flipping, how they can find their own deals. With a simple bandit sign, with just a simple message, we buy homes fast cash with a phone number that goes to a voicemail. I love that you're able to deliver just such simple, easy value to our listeners where they can implement today. So if you're looking to find your first deal, maybe find your second deal or get more deals coming in during the month, try some of these things. Go out and see if they work. Implement them. With Bandit Signs, maybe talk to the cities and make sure it's okay to put them up. And if it is, go to town. Sean just shared some great secrets on how to make those work for you and how you can literally get deals with zero competition on the appointment. So Sean, my man, thank you so much for being with us today. And I know you're going to be going hard back into action. And right when we get off the podcast, you're going to be going right back at to work. So thanks again for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much, Cody. Appreciate it. All right. So Rhino Nation, this has been another great episode where you can take simple, simple action, simple gold nuggets from these podcasts and implement them. The power behind this podcast is not listening to it. The power behind it is not getting motivated or inspired. The power behind this podcast is listening to the individual share their story on how they were able to find a deal and then act on it. Take action today. Do something different that you didn't do yesterday. If you want life to get better, as Tony Robbins says, it's you that has to get better. If you want life to change, it's you that has to change. Do something today that makes that change. Do something today to add action that will get you to your first deal. And if you want some help in doing so, we love helping and serving the aspiring wholesalers in this great nation. You can always go over to our website, wholesalinginc.com. It's wholesalinginc.com where you can go look around and listen to all the stories of students that are doing this nationwide and just crushing it and doing things that they want to do and getting consistent deals. And if it's something that you personally want us to help you out, book a free strategy call with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be our next member of the tribe. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care and we'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.